This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you excited about our conversation that we're going to have on Thursday? Yes. Do you remember what that is? No. Oh, yeah. Last chance you. <laughs> you just said, yeah, I'm excited about it. Thursday's going to be a great last day. Last chance you. I'm, a, I'm almost done with last chance you. And uh, I don't know. It's 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 been a... I don't think it's lived up to the first season. Maybe it's just because... That s- happened with the first school that they went to as well, East Mississippi Community well, the first, College. I think the first one was exciting because Independence was winning a bunch of those close games. And now they're not only losing, they're losing bad in, in, the, in the ones I'm watching and the team's unraveling. And uh, uh, Jason Brown, the coach, who, of course, is not there anymore, uh, he, you could just see him unraveling too. We're going to talk all about it on Thursday's show. We're giving everybody their chance. If you want to join us along for the ride, watch Last Chance You on Netflix, get caught up, and then Thursday we're going to dive into it. But I know, Steve, you and I got to watch one of the episodes last night. We won't give too many details. But the thing I wanted to say is I am surprised that the other schools in this conference would be okay with having their coaches mic'd up and cameras on them for some of these games as well. Or even taking part. I am surprised that they would want to take part in this. Aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, Iowa Western's coach, I think, took part. I think Fort's didn't uh, Fort Scott's coach, did he do anything at all? I was trying to think if he did something. The one that I remember is Garden City. Garden City, Jeff Sims, who is now And then I think it was Iowa Central was the the one where the coach was taking part in it. Yeah. I'm just surprised that they would take part in this. I, I would think after all of the negative exposure in, in your mind that you've seen with Indy, why would you want to go through some of these same things? And and the one, I we watched episode four last night, Garden City Independence. Of course, Jason Brown, the independence football coach, came from Garden City. Right. Bad blood between the two coaches. Uh, Jeff Sims starts out, I'll just say he starts out doing the right things and then the end. He gets too caught up. Man. He got caught up in it. It was brutal. Yeah. Well, Steve, we're going to talk about all of that on Thursday, so I want to save some of that conversation that we can have for Thursday. It'll be Last Chance You Day. Mm -hmm. We're very excited about it. It's a holiday around here. Tomorrow on the show, 
We have a really fun interview that we conducted this morning in order to meet some times and, and, and make sure everybody was on the same schedule. Brett Marshall, who has been putting together this book that is going to come out here in a couple of weeks, chronicling 50 years of Kansas high school football playoffs. It was a fun interview. We talked a lot about the Tom Young years at McPherson. We talked about the last 50 years of high school football in this state, and I think people will really enjoy well, that. Well, if you're a fan of Kansas high school football, uh, for 15 it's uh, there's a special deal right now for $15. That's right. I would urge you to get it. because You uh, should post the link to it at MidKansas yeah, Online. Uh, Brett Marshall's a friend of mine. Uh, he was a sports writer at the Hutch News. He was a sports writer at Salina Journal. Um, he had some other sports writers help him that I've worked with, and you know, in in my career, um, Joanna, you know, Chadwick at the Eagle. I know he named Brad Hallier, Brad Brett Maycock, right? Uh, Rick Peterson at Topeka. So it's going to be a very well written book. I can trust you can trust uh, that for sure. So that's going to be on the show tomorrow. It's about a twenty minute interview, right. and so we'll talk a little bit before it and lead up to it, and then we will talk about it after the interview as well. So that will take up the big bulk of the show tomorrow. But Steve, I wanted to dive into something today which we haven't been able to take our deep dive into yet because the news broke on Friday afternoon. We were actually recording the show a little bit early so that way I could go over to the McPherson County Fair. And so while we were in the middle of recording early at about 9.15 on Friday morning, the news broke about Tyreek Hill. And we have still been trying to process everything, and I wanted to have a conversation about that situation. And I want to talk a little bit about the Chiefs today and what I think their prediction could be for the fall with Tyreek Hill in the equation. But before we do that, I think we have to address the non-football side of things involving the Tyreek Hill situation. Does that make sense to you? Uh, Clear as mud. But before I want to talk about football with Tyreek Hill, I want to talk about the ramifications of of all of his incidents and the NFL's decision from a person standpoint, not from an NFL fan, a media person. I want to talk about where this puts us as people following these guys, not as athletes, but people. Does that make sense to you? I see what you're trying to say. It's a societal thing. So... How are we supposed to, let's just go ahead and say it, you and I are Chiefs fans, right? We, but we follow along with the team, and, and we have to talk about them in this way as well. We are a Chiefs affiliate, 96.7 That's right. KBBE. Voice of the Chiefs, right. Mitch Oldest, the right. man. Yeah. But how do we watch this team, watch Tyreek Hill, hear the fans chanting, Tyreek, Tyreek, yeah. Tyreek, as he makes a drastic impact on this team, how do we watch this, and how are we supposed to supposed to react to all of this after knowing what we know now? Now, I understand that Tyreek Hill is innocent until proven guilty, and although there are a lot of things that would point us into the direction of guilty, there is nothing that in concrete says guilty. Although we have these audio recordings that have him talking with Crystal Espinal and saying some very threatening and harsh words. And although we have statements from the directors, uh, the city attorney, I believe in, in Johnson County or the county attorney, and them saying, we believe a crime has been committed. But we just can't 
prove anything. Even though we have all of this evidence that says something probably happened and also evidence of something probably happening in 2014, we're supposed to go on believing that nothing did happen because the NFL conducted a search. They talked with Tyreek four Hill. Weeks, four four weeks, months, I thought. Four-month investigation. They've been going through this, trying to dig up everything they possibly could, taking every stone in Kansas City, lifting it up and looking what's underneath it, and they came back with nothing. A zero-game suspension. Now, did you see the news yesterday of, of a suspension that occurred? I did not. So, Seattle Seahawks defensive lineman Jaron Reed went to Alabama. Are you familiar with yeah, him? Yeah. He, he's had a really good first couple of years in Seattle. Right. He was suspended six games yesterday by the NFL and Roger Goodell for, quote, violation of personal conduct policy that the NFL has. And this came back from a 2017 domestic violence incident. He was not charged or arrested in this case at all, but his name was mentioned through it, very similar to the Ezekiel Elliott case, where he was suspended, I believe, eight games for an incident where things... Six games. Where, yeah. where we don't really know what happened. There was never really any evidence. So my question is, when are we going to get some consistency from the NFL in terms of these suspensions? When are they going to draw the line and say, this is what is okay, this is what is not okay. If you do this, you get this many games. If you do this, you get this many games. Because what I'm reading here is Jaron Reed, Ezekiel Elliott, are in a very similar situation to Tyreek Hill and got a much stricter punishment. Yeah, Six I, games. I don't understand. Roger Goodell. Has I don't know how Tyreek Hill, and I, and I think the consensus around the league and from the fans, and even Chiefs fans, is I don't know how he got out of this with no games of suspension. And that's why I still, I when I wrote a column last week about this, I, I said the Chiefs, I think, will pro maybe I'm wrong, but I, you know, if they're going by the NFL decision, say, I don't think they're going to. I, I think they're going to do something to him. I think they're going to, I think they're going to suspend him a game or two to start the season. And it's prop, but. It's just unbelievable. I think if you took a survey of every Chiefs fan out there and to be and say if you're being 100% honest, should he be suspended for at least some X amount of games? I think you'd get about 90% would say yes. I, I I really believe that because I didn't think there's any way that I didn't think he was going to be with the team for one thing. I thought he was done. I thought I thought it was bad in too. the in the off season. I didn't think there was a prayer. Tyreek Hill would be back, and I said, well, there goes the Chiefs' Super Bowl. I mean, that's it's down the drain because Tyreek Hill is such an integral part of that team. But then when the NFL came out and said, no games, we found no wrongdoing that we can, you know, concrete wrongdoing, something is, as they like to say, something's rotten in Denmark. One thing that I know the NFL is always looking at, and one of the ways that they have – processed and, and made their justification for some suspensions is Roger Goodell has always had the policy of if something is a black eye for the league, something that makes them not look good, that they've been able to go in and suspend players. And if you want to talk about a black eye, 
for the NFL right now, it's probably this Tyreek Hill situation, yeah. which has just gone on and on and on, and now being criticized even more for not doing anything. If there was a situation that was not a good look for the NFL, and they think, okay, even though we think you haven't done anything, even though we probably think you have, but just don't have the evidence, because you have put us in this situation... There's got to be some sort of punishment for this, whether it's one game or whether it's two games or whether it's six he, games and, like and, these other guys have received. And he's got a history. Right. That's the, th- that's the thing. He's got a history of, you know, bad behavior. I mean, that's why he was kicked out. He basically was kicked out at Oklahoma State. He ended up at West Alabama. I mean, he was – in fact, wasn't he at Garden City? I believe Chico? he was at Garden City oh, first. Oh, yeah. Play, maybe he played for Jeff Sims, who was in Last Chance U. Who knows? But, but uh, you know, if, if, he, if he had never had a prior, you know, incident like this. Right. It, you know, you might look at it differently. But you look at his history, and then you look at, you know, you hear those videos the, the, or the audio. Right. He does not come off looking like a good guy. And I think we can all come to the conclusion that we do think something happened at some point, whether it was at Oklahoma State or whether it was the more recent incident, something happened. And unfortunately, the child that is involved in this might not get any justification for what has happened to him. And I'm going to make this comparison here, Steve, and I don't know if it's exactly fair. I'm not comparing them directly, but I see a lot of correlations with this and another very famous situation. Do you know where I'm going with this? Not exactly. The comparison that I, I keep making in my head, and again, it's not exactly the same, but O.J. Simpson. Something that just continues to go on and on and on, and the general consensus is something probably happened here. Oh. But we just don't have enough evidence And maybe it's the same for both guys that both of them had really good attorneys that were able to say, okay, well, we think this happened. Well, you can't prove it, so you can't do anything. What is it? If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit? Yeah, Johnny Cochran, he was a a dude, man. And I I know it's not the same. He was good. And I don't think it's fair to say it's the same because these are two very different cases. But you're starting to get some of that feeling. I don't know. Are you on the same page with me at all there? Or am I? Or is that a big stretch? Oh, I don't think so. I I still just go back to it. A, he had a history. You know, B, something bad happened to the child. Something happened. Something happened to the child. And C, who else would have done it if he didn't do it or she didn't do it? So, you know, you, you, got, a lot of, you got a lot of negative shade uh, being thrown Tyreek Hill's way. But to get no games, to me, is just, I, I was flabbergasted. So back to the first question I asked. How are we supposed to react as people while watching Tyreek Hill play for the Chiefs? Are we supposed to say, because the NFL did not suspend him, that he's in the clear and that we should be 100% supporting him, we should be buying Tyreek Hill jerseys, we should be chanting his name, are we supposed to say, yeah, we're going to root for the Chiefs, but not for Tyreek Hill? Are we supposed to just kind of move on? I have a feeling 
for a couple games, people are going to be apprehensive. Once you get into the season, people are going to forget it. It's going and that's like, what happened the first time. Yeah, and it's going to be like Kareem Hunt. Cleveland fans are going to be cheering for you know Kareem Hunt when he comes back. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I mean, the evidence was just staggering against him. He was – they had him well, – They had on, a video. They had him on video. He did a bad thing that he's even getting another chance. It shows, you know, people do get second chances – Kareem Hill or Kareem Hunt had better be a straight A, model A citizen right down the line, one misstep. He should have a no tolerance policy. I will say this though, on the side of the Chiefs, and back to your argument of, well, I think they're going to have some sort of action. The Chiefs from the very beginning of this have been on the side of we don't think he's going to be suspended. So we're going to keep him. Mm-hmm. And I understand that because Let's say they do cut Tyreek Hill. Tomorrow they say, I know the NFL didn't suspend him, but we think he's a bad guy. We're going to cut him. We're going to make a statement. And they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that, for one, because if he goes to another team, he can punish them. Sure. He can beat them. Let's say he goes out to the Raiders, joins Antonio Brown. Wow. And they punish the Chiefs for the next 10 years with Tyreek Hill burning them to the end zone, burning their terrible secondary. So I understand... From the sports side of things, why the Chiefs aren't cutting him, why they have backed him the entire time, and why number 10 is going to be an electric player on the field this year. It's because they want to win. Well, let me, yeah, and let me ask you this. If Tyreek Hill has 10 more years like his first two, he's in the Hall of Fame. And then everything gets very cloudy, and we we just and then yeah back to a guy like O.J. Simpson. Yeah, knowing what we know now, and he's yeah. in every Hall of Fame in the books. He holds all the records, and it's just very confusing. It is as a person. Yeah, as a sports fan, I hope the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. And, but and, but and it's sadly, just it's just hard. And sadly, I think most fans, after you know, if they don't end up doing anything to him. Six games in the season, I'm saying about 90% of the fans won't even be thinking about it. People are chanting his name. They've got their chest painted. Ten jerseys. They're number ten jerseys. It's just a difficult thing to wrap your head around. And for me, I've had a lot of moral struggles with this over the last four months and trying to figure out how I'm supposed to feel about this. And I encourage people to think a little deeper than who is catching the fly pass from Patrick Mahomes, who's running the fly route, who's running the post pattern. Yeah, I, I just encourage you to think, think about of, all of this. And think of what his kid has gone through. Right. All right, Steve, let's lighten things up a little oh, bit. Oh, let's do. Yesterday, the USA Today released its predictions for how it believes the NFL is going to play out this year. Super Bowl appearances, who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to be in the playoffs. And I think you and I had some disagreements yeah. With what this looks like. Nate Davis from USA Today. He's their NFL beat writer, kinda like he's kinda like the pistol of the big time. Oh sure. You know, pistol's an NFL beat guy. But anyway, uh looking at the uh projections, they have the Chargers. Oh wait, hold up, Steve. We're gonna talk about it next. Oh we've got to take a break here in a minute. Let's do. Doesn't that make a little bit more sense? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to stall for a little bit of time because our computer system has completely frozen down. Okay, So we can continue to talk here for just a minute Okay. while I watch the computer and see if it will eventually turn back on, (laughs) and then I can can start the system back up. Hey, it's here. Okay. Let's take a break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. 
You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. The computer is working. There we go. We're, we're back on track. Speaking of on track and maybe not on track. Like we mentioned, the USA Today came out with its predictions for the NFL season this year. And again, I've seen another person fall into the trap in the AFC West. And do you know which team that is to pick, Steve? Chargers. How many times are people in the preseason going to say, the Chargers, they're the team that's going to get it done. Phillip Rivers, he's going to make his run. And then the Chiefs play them in game one, annihilate them in their soccer stadium out on the West Coast, and then they fight the rest of the season to either barely miss the playoffs or barely make the playoffs. How many times is this going to happen before maybe somebody gets on the bandwagon of Patrick Mahomes and just says, yeah, it's going to be the Chiefs? Yeah, and Nate Davis, who did the picks, He's got him at twelve and four. I mean, my, twelve and four is an impressive that, number for you've that team. Got to be team. really, really good. Better record than the Patriots. I mean, wow. I mean, I, I know the Broncos and Raiders aren't that great in the West, but uh, debatably, ba- two of the worst teams in the basically AFC. Basically, what they're saying, what he is saying, I'm saying, he's saying the Chargers will go five and one in the AFC West. I think that's what this guy's writing that they will split with the Chiefs and beat the Raiders and Broncos twice, which is a possibility, but I don't think it'll happen. And uh, he's got the Chargers winning it all, beating the Eagles. Now, I could see the Eagles there. Yeah. Because the, the NFC, to me, is really, year to year, it's wide open. But how do you not pick the Patriots? I mean, what? <laughs> I mean. That's another trap, yeah, not picking the Patriots. Not picking the, it seems like every year something that you don't pick the Patriots just because they can't keep doing it, can they? Well, they can. They can keep making And they have been doing They've that been for a while. They've been in the Super Bowl, what, eight times since Brady's been there? Uh, not more than that. Yeah. So uh, they're not picking the Patriots. Now, as far as division winners, I'll just run through them real quick uh, for USA Today. They like the Chargers in the West, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North. I, I am just not sold 11 on that. 11-5, no way. No Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell. I'm sorry. I don't Won't think have- they're going to be like a below 500 team. And then, or a six and ten and team, but I don't thing, think eleven. And the and other five. thing in the AFC North, this guy's drank the Kool Aid. The Cleveland Browns ten and six, not a prayer. All right, well then, who's winning the North? I like Baltimore. You I, like Lamar Jackson that can't throw I the do. ball? I like Lamar. I like the other Man. things they have. I like all the other. They picked up. I think Mark Ingram's there now. So what's the order that you would like in the AFC North? The AFC North, I'd go Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. So you don't have any faith in the Browns. I think the Browns are looking at 8-8 eight and eight at best. I'm just not sorry. But remember who they have. Odell Beckham Jr. is a cancer. I'm sorry. <laughs> he is a can- He's a cancer. He's not Jimmy Butler. But he's, I think he's a cancer. I, just, I, I really do. I just think he's already talking about, well, he came out and said the only reason the Giants 
people watch the Giants is me. They didn't care about the Giants. They only cared about me. Well, That's because right they were terrible, and they yeah. have Eli Manning at quarterback. Well, let's look at the rest. The Colts and Jaguars to share the AFC South. Again, Jacksonville, not a prayer to win 10 games. I'm not surprised with the Colts pick because they have either. a lot back. I'm not either. Great offensive I think, line. I think, I think the Colts run away with that division. I think Tennessee finishes ahead of the Jaguars. Texans at 6-10, and 10, they're going to be at least 8-8. Eight and eight. So with Deshaun Watson at quarterback, and then, of course, the Patriots – in the East, you don't even have to play the division because that division's a joke. You got the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. They'll probably all have losing records. Then in the NFC in the West, the 49ers to beat the Rams in the West. People keep drinking the Kool-Aid on Jimmy G, He's too. He's no Johnny G. No. Our boy Johnny G. But the 49ers, 10-6, and six, that's a joke. Minnesota, 12-4. and four. I don't see it happening. I like the Bears in that division. If the Packers, had, I like both those teams. Yeah, I do too. They're both going to make the playoffs, according to USA Today. In the NFC South, they got the Falcons. I like the Saints. I, think, I like the Saints too. I'm going Saints because I think this is Drew Brees' maybe his last shot uh, to win it. And then in the NFC East, the Eagles to make it. They like the Cowboys at nine and seven to miss the playoffs. Who knows with Jerry Jones? That team's a soap opera. And one thing I do see when I when I look at all these. The records that are predicted, there's a lot of really bad teams. It yeah, looks like, especially in the West. You look, you, well, you look at the, you look in the NFC. The Cardinals are horrible. The Lions are horrible. Tampa Bay's probably going to be horrible. The Giants are going to be terrible. They got the Redskins three and thirteen. I don't think they'll but remember, be quite Remember, they're that. paying Alex Smith a whole bunch of money to play quarterback. I think they'll and he win probably at least five. Then you look in the AFC East. The Dolphins, Pistols team. Three Ooh. and thirteen. Ooh. I don't think Pistol would pick him three and thirteen, and he's an insider. So I don't. The Bengals will not be good. Yeah, Bengals. They got Bengals three and thirteen. Broncos, Broncos and Raiders. They I can, can just hang you, Bronco, out at the bottom. The Denver Broncos by USA Today will be four and twelve. I'll guarantee you they'll be better than that. There's no doubt. You've got faith in Joe Flacco. I've got, but I've got more. They've got a great defense, and when you've got a great defense... Remember, they've got to play four games against the Chiefs and the Chargers. I know, but when you've got the defense Denver has, they'll win at least six or seven. The Broncos might go one and five in the AFC West. They very well could. But, or, or it could be 0 and 6. Yeah, but but it just seems like football, the NFL is the haves and have-nots. There's about, what is there, 32 teams in the NFL? There are. you got about 16 decent teams and 16 teams with not a prayer. Steve, as of right now, what is today? July 23rd. July 23rd at 12.53. Are you more excited about the college football season or the NFL season coming up? NFL. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Because I feel like you are a college football guy, but that right now the product that the NFL has at the top, especially with the Chiefs being good, I feel like it's more exciting too. I'll tell you what's turned me off about college football maybe. Clemson and Alabama have just separated themselves. And it's like everybody else is playing to see who makes the semifinals and then loses. You know what's turned me off to college football? KU being so bad. No, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two and ten. Yeah. And, and you know, KU's not going to be any – I'm sorry. Their record won't be any better. They'll be better coached. I mean, they can't be any worse coached than they were. K-State, I you know, six and six would be a great year for, for K-State. So there's not a lot of optimism. I'm more op- excited about Mac college football than I am KU and K-State <laughs> right now because Coach Fiscus, I'm really excited to see what he can do. I, w- I have always been 
a college football guy first. My entire life I have been, but I will say that the gap has closed to where I do have more of an interest in the other NFL teams, other NFL games right now than I ever have before. I've always watched the NFL, and in particular watched the Chiefs, but I do have more of an interest in other teams. And you know, and it's that way with the NBA right the, now for me, N- too. You know, the NFL there for a long time was by far the most popular sport, but I think the NBA is starting to catch closing the gap. It. And now, you weren't around when I was a kid, fortunately. In what year? When, in the 60s. I was not around. Yeah, a long time. But when I was a kid, Major League Baseball was far and away. Oh, yeah. The primo sport. But but in the early 60s, Steve, you know, the NFL was, well, there was the NFL and the AFL, yeah. but it wasn't what it is yeah. today. And the NBA, their playoffs were on tape delay at 10.30. And there were six teams and yeah. 12, and four and it, of them were in Boston. Well, that's why, that's why everything, sports is all about cycles. Everything's cyclical, and I'm a big believer in that. Steve, I have one announcement to make, but... We have to take one more break first. Oh, big announcement. And then it's a big announcement big. That, that came today. Ooh. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I think I saw on your Amazon cart that you just purchased a bunch of Jordan brand materials. I don't know anything about that. Jordan brand. What I don't. What, what is that? You know Michael Jordan's brand with Nike. Uh, no. You know why? Why? Zion announced that's his shoe deal. Really? Aren't you going to go buy some Zions? No, because they'll probably blow out. Like they <laughs> oh, I think the- those are those dumpy Nike shoes he had at, at Duke. Okay. Get you some Zions, Steve. Okay. How much do you think that shoe deal is going to be worth? Oh, probably about $40 million a year. Not bad. Not bad. Zion. Go get yourself a pair of Zions. I don't think so. The Zions. I think you'd have to order like a size 7, eight. 8. I go to Walmart and get my $18 pair of shoes that last two years, and it's just fine. You like those fine? I do. No They're Zions for you? No Zions for me. All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, like we mentioned, Brett Marshall will talk all about that book with about Kansas high school football. Yeah, if you, if you love Kansas high school football, go to Acacia.org. There's a link there. I'll, have, I'll get a link up at some point, and make sure you purchase that book. There's a chapter on Tom Young in there. I bought mine. You already got yours? Oh, okay. yeah. You can read it. I'll, right. I'll let you share it. All right. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.